I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to another episode of This Might Help with Matt Bronger. Uh, as I always say, this is not clinical. This is for fun. If this helps you, great. If you need clinical help, like real professional shit, like I get twice a month from my therapist, Alan, this is not what you're looking for. But it's for fun. I'm not looking to compete with Dr. Drew, any therapist, any of that shit. I don't know why I do an advice podcast, if I'm honest. Actually, I do. It's fun. It's not really any kind of altruistic thing. It's a good time. But, you know, like someone handing you a weird pill at a party when you're not having fun, this might help. I have a great guest today. Uh, a friend, uh, an employer at one point, oh. and uh, just an all-around solid, uh, funny dude. Trevor Moore is with me. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Thanks for having me. I haven't I haven't seen you uh, post shenanigans. I know. I know. Yeah. It's crazy. It's 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 funny how I feel like we all kind of shrunk a little bit in terms of the people we hang out with, obviously yeah. for our health and safety. And I, I'm still realizing just like how part of me thinks like, oh, the pandemic's over and it's so fucking not. Part of me also thinks I've talked to everybody and I have not. You know, like I've ha I've talked to like half pe half the people that I that I I associate with or I'm cool with or whatever. You yeah, know? it's gonna take a long time. I bet I bet there's still people that like ten years from now will be like, oh, I guess I stopped being friends with that person in the in the coronavirus. Like I didn't <laughs> mean so to. True. I well, one of the biggest lessons in life I've had was I've gotten to my myself is like never like I love that thing where like don't you know. You shouldn't worry about people talking about you. People only think about themselves. Right. You know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it, that goes so many different ways. And it's like one thing I've had to talk to myself when I was younger, where it's like, oh, why doesn't so and so, you know, even if you call me or text me back or whatever it is, or 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 why don't we talk anymore? It's like just they probably are not even aware. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they're not even. You got to kind of live your life and don't don't be that person sitting there, arms crossed, like. You better, oh, you better call me or better text me because yeah. then I'll be real mad. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, 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 it's very easy to not be friends with people. Yeah. <laughs> There's you know, that for it's sure. Actually, it's the default thing. Like, you mm -hmm. know, uh, but you and I live close to each other and every yeah. now and then I'll drive by your place and I'd see that like, you know, it hadn't fallen into disarray and I'm like, oh good. Well, sure. Bronger's still alive. He's made sure. it through the, sure. the, the pandemic. Well, I probably I actually live a block away from there, but it's still oh. it's not in it's not in disarray, so not to worry, you know. But so I've like, been I've been checking up on some rando then, like yeah, pretty no you you I'll tell you, <clears throat> no, doesn't I never my address isn't online or anything, so I can say this, but uh, uh, Chris Garcia and his wife Valerie live there. Like when, oh. when they moved to the neighborhood, Chris was like, "Hey man, is this a cool area?" He, I'm like, "Text me the address," and he texted, "Was like the fuck? That's my house. Like I just <laughs> left. What's going on?" And I was like, "I had such when my you know we were renting, and then when we my wife found this place that we like bought and and had to redo everything, only way we could afford anything in that neighborhood. Like I I was like sad. I was like, we'll never find a place as good as that. And I like I like our new place better, but it was like the it, for what it was, it was like in a busy area that was it was somehow quiet. It was right. Like a, 
Harry Potter spell had been cast on this house that that's like a, it was set back from the street. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's a very good way to describe it because it had no business uh, feeling as uh, suburban as it did. Exactly, exactly. I loved having parties there because we had this great big cement patio in the back and it was awesome at night, string up the lights. And of course, Chris and Val have done better things with it than I ever did or Kara ever did. So like more power to them, you know, but uh, like, do you, you, so you have what, two kids? I have one kid. Now, you, and you, had, you had kid in the middle of the pandemic, right? I did. I did. That's smart. See, because then, then you have like a little, a little shimmer of good happening in all this yeah. existential like trauma. Like, you know. yeah, it's it's one of those telling things that people are like, oh my god, what a hard time to have a kid. I was like, no, it's the best. My my job on or jobs, any job I I I would typically do besides you know maybe writing was destroyed. Like all my road gigs gone, right. any acting work gone. And it was just like, yeah, no, I'm just, I'll do this now. I'll just take care of this kid. And my wife works remotely now. So like, great. It was like all the, I, I felt, I literally had survivor's guilt, you know, on, yeah. on a lot of levels, not just because I survived and I'm surviving, but also that it, we, it was doing fine and, and my mental health didn't fall to shambles like a lot of people. I, I, I thought about when I was a bachelor and was completely single and I, I don't know i don't know what i would have done i don't know yeah you know that i i feel like yeah that's that would have been real rough i mean i'll be honest besides all the death and everything you sure. know but brushing that aside uh i could have done three more years like yeah. I, 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 it didn't bother me that much like yeah. i i liked you know my kid had just turned two Oh, yeah. So like, and that's like an age when they're starting to get real fun and they have, and their, and their personalities are coming out. So uh -huh. it's like the universe made everything stop where yeah. it was like, you know, and, and uh, so it's like, all right, now for 18 months, you're going to have to really get to know your kid at like yeah. a very crucial time for the kids like growing up. And I, I, I had a great time, you know? Yeah. And, and it wasn't, you were lucky. We were both very lucky mm -hmm. because we have, let's say, seven or eight year olds or older where no, that, the parents I talked to were like that. They were like, I'm, I'm in literal hell. Yeah. Like I, I remember Rob Delaney being like, yeah, I'm, I, I don't know, you know, like, uh, this is, this is fucking hell. Like being ha ha about it. But he's like, this is hell. Like, I mean, like, and he's got three boys. It was just like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Well, the other thing is like what I noticed, cause I would still do like, I, I, I've still worked somewhat throughout, but it was all through yeah. zoom. Very easy, like very laid back. Mm -hmm. And like, um, and what I found is that around halfway through the uh, the pandemic, people dropped the the social nicety of not yelling at their kids on Zoom. Yeah, like halfway yeah. through it, people yeah. would just turn on the kids and scream, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like it felt weird. Like you're you're witnessing this like you know borderline yeah. CPS activity. Yeah. No, it's. It, it, it's this it's this I have to deal with it so you do too because I otherwise I'm gonna fucking break you know like yeah. my my writing partner uh who is we're, we're, I'm never getting to work with him because he's on like something like three shows or something insane but he's just like I gotta take work and I'm like dude it's fine we're just developing this thing and the project's like kind of enormous anyway so I'm just mm -hmm. like look, I don't even think we could sell this fucker it costs too much right now but like uh, 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 he, I remember when this whole thing started, he was on, he was staffed on, um, on something and a producer too. And like, 
they one of the <laughs> executives i mean it's you know you're in the unions too it's always mm -hmm. just like how much can we get away with it's always that's what always be like, no fucking stop that's what, like eventually we have to all walk off the lot or whatever it's just always a constant it's, it's constant fuckery it's like a child you know like my yeah. my my uh my nephew i was taking care of him for literally an hour and he just kept trying me like everything mm -hmm. i was told to not let him do he's like oh well, play with play-doh like he's two i was like no man they just cleaned and he's like no no uh, play-doh's good you know like this just <laughs> kind of get, get it past me and it's the same way and the beginning of this uh uh he told me that an executive just nonchalantly was like, oh, just like how you guys all hang in a, in a you know, writer's room working for eight to 10 hours a day, you guys can be on Zoom right 10 hours a day. And they were like, you're out of your mind. I'll yeah. turn my computer right the fuck off, man. No way. <laughs> and the guy's like, okay, well, you know, I always just look at you guys, just an idea. Guys, just an idea, you know. That's <laughs> Here's the bad pitch. That's my least favorite thing. <laughs> like, like, let me pitch out something that's not gonna help you at all. Yeah, right. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> Just, just what if we didn't pay you? No. Okay. Look, I was asked to ask for that. So, uh, yeah, I can't imagine eight hour Zoom. I mean, I know people who still worked in rooms through the thing, but it's like jump on. And and I actually ran a uh, we did a we did a, a series of specials for the Disney Channel um, oh. that we shot like sketch comedy specials that we shot completely remotely. Where we just ship oh, green, yeah. yeah, we ship green screens to everybody, and then we they filmed in their own room, and then we put them together in scenes with people in post. So nice. it like, um, but uh, even with the writing for that, you can only you can only do about two hours on Zoom in a row. Then you can got to go away, come back maybe at the end of the day and show everybody yeah. show your work. But like you know, yeah. totally, yeah. I mean, it's like not that people necessarily watch quote unquote, quote unquote watch podcasts. But even even doing this over the whole the whole pandemic, I mean, I, we're going to start going back to studio pretty soon because everybody's vaxxed and shit. And like, right. But it's like it's just it, it's not just the Zoom thing. It's the fact that I'm constantly I've been moving around and shit and I'm going to be going on the road. And, and it's just like, you know, my producer, Renee, knows like the times where we've finished recording and I'm like in a hotel room in New York or something or at someone's random fucking house we're staying in. And I'm just like, thank God the Wi-Fi didn't die. Shit. You know, right. like, you know, I'm in, I'm in Provincetown, Massachusetts right now. And like the Wi-Fi is pretty fucking good, like psyched. I was like, my wife's upstairs working on a Zoom right now. And I was like, let's take our phones off Wi-Fi. And she's like, she's like, no, I'm like on Xfinity. I'm like, fucking yes, on another <laughs> another plug this is hot you know i just i just want the security of a home base again you know yeah it's just yeah, yeah. like uh no it's 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 gonna be weird i mean there's also it's just like it's got it's so easy like there's gonna be like a thing of like oh going back to normal where it, it's like i i was um i i threw a party just for vaxxed people i did like a real elitist like you know if you're vaxxed you can come this thing like that and um and uh it was like the first party that anybody had been to for yeah. like you know like 18 months and um everyone started out real far apart from each other like not really and then then slowly as everyone started drinking the night went on people started kind of relaxing a little bit but then everyone had to leave early because everyone's legs hurt and like we were all realizing like i haven't stood up for two hours for <laughs> There's been no reason to stand for two hours for 18 months. Like, you know, that's wild. 
Oh my God! It's just it, 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 their their hips and knees and atrophy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the time. Also, like everyone that you've seen has aged two years, like uh, uh, like since you saw them last. So we're all. <laughs> yeah, I I feel like we. It's wild that you know that how just like how the same movies will just stay on TV all the time, you know, mm -hmm. or, or or be in constant rotation, like for. For a while, like you know, before they yanked them, like every Marvel movie was like on an, on a plane. You're like, oh, fuck it, I'm, I I got two hours. I'll watch Winter Soldier. Boom. Yeah. You know, like, let's turn my brain off. You know, and then you see any of those people now, and they just have like gray streaks. <laughs> like, oh wait, that, that was from 2009 or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like all celebrities have completely white hair now. When they came out of the thing, it was another thing. Everyone stopped dyeing their hair. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's like there there was a whole. There was supposed to be a whole new generation of celebrities, but now they're too old for anyone to care because of the yeah. they, they, it, it's over, man. Yeah. yeah. The, the kids yeah. from Stranger Things are in their like late 30s now. <laughs> late 30s. That would be incredible. They look completely different. It's you know? just they, it's they all they all look like that entertainment lawyer who was in Goonies. What's his name? <laughs> oh, God damn. Uh, the the uh was it the truffle shuffle guy? You know, I've never seen Goonies. Oh my god! Okay, yeah, it was. Yeah. The, it basically was the the funny chubby kid, and now oh he, yeah, he just went got a law degree. Was like fuck it, like I want to be in the business, but not that way anymore. And he's like nice dude. He's always at like JFL and shit, but like yeah, I think the kids who always like are like you know who like get uh, who are like we well, you know what? I don't want to do this. You know, those always yeah. end up being pretty good dudes. Oh my God. Anytime someone has like a genuine perspective and like, they're like, Oh wait, I'm fucking chasing the stupidest thing ever. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah. you know, Oh wait, I'm trying to chase my parents' dreams. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, a friend of mine was doing a movie with, uh, he, he's a location manager and he did a, a, a movie. He worked with uh, Terrence Malick a couple times. Oh wow. He was like, there's one scene they need a comedian, but what Terrence does is he puts everyone on a bus and just takes them to set and you don't know when he, or if he needs you. And so like, I'm on this bus with like me and like all extras. As far as I know, I'm gonna be an extra too, but I was like, fuck, I wanna work with Ter Terrence Mallet. Yeah. I was a busy there. I sat there for like eight hours and I'm like, I'm gonna go. And this guy was like, I wouldn't. And I'm like, I'm just gonna go. And it's like, didn't use me anyway, you know, wouldn't have used me anyway. Use mm -hmm. use another guy who showed up to be me. I think Nick Kroll did it or something. And he probably got a phone call, you know, anyway. But like, <laughs> I, I was on the like, a long story long, I'm on the bus, and there's all these extras around me. And it's just like, I feel so bad for them, because they're just like, getting to know each other. But all they keep talking about is like, Oh, God, I wish I was with CAA or WME. Right? Don't you? Yeah, me too. Yeah. And I want to be like, dude, that doesn't get you work, man. I've <laughs> I've been with a couple of those agencies. I'm with one now. It, like, it's they're there when someone wants to work with you. Yeah. Then they negotiate a deal for them. Yeah. They don't give you work. Are you? Who told you this? <laughs> Every, everyone has it all backwards. Yeah. It's just bananas. It's like you've we've all already lost. The, yeah. the way, you have to, to to win. You have to have really rich parents. Like that's how you have to do it. Like <laughs> I, I don't know who who tweeted this, but someone tweeted anytime someone's like, like, there's only one New York. I could never live anywhere but New York. It's always someone from like oil money. It's always yeah. they've got they like bananas cash. They've got like they, they their parents bought them, you know, a floor in some yeah. building that that would would bankrupt a small town, you know, just something. <laughs> 
just that because now it, it's either like there's billionaires and then thousand years thousand years it's like pretty much it like yeah <laughs> just, yeah i mean now it's gotten like it's insane i mean but even even like i mean i lived there for a while and uh sure. you know it was um it was uh it was really sucky uh, yeah, but, looks, but, but I, I love I, it. I love it, but it's so yes. If people, anyone listening, like, oh fuck, you have lived here for twenty years. I love it. Great, dude. I love the city too. But when that's all you ever say about it is how classic and marvelous, and and there's no place like it, and and oh my god, it, like there's never a moment where you're like, oh my front, uh, my doorstep smells like shit again, you know, yeah. or I have no room or whatever. It's so fucking hot. I'm going to die. Like there's never a negative thing. It's like, Oh wait, you, you live in a cryogenically kept, you know, chamber. Yeah. Somewhere. Just like, Oh yeah. God. Did you see the footage from this weekend of they had hit the, uh, a big storm hit New York and, no. and the, I think it was like the, I figured it was 114th or whatever. The subway just yeah. filled with like rat shit water, like uh, oh, so no. it, it filled up to oh, people's God. chest, oh, like God. And so you saw all these lines of people, and it, and they and they're just like they're just sighing and they're just diving into it to swim to get to the platform, which was like a raised platform kind no. of thing. Yeah, because people are like, well, I gotta get to work, and so they're just dumping jumping into this like rat shit water. You should. Check it out. Like their footage, it's insane. And it's oh, like, man. and you're like, why would anyone do this? And you're like, well, that's only in New York. Well, it's like, it's the uh -huh. thing. It's like, that's part of the New York thing. You're like, well, I guess I'm just going to have to swim through rat shit today. Like, you know, like this is. Everywhere is like the, the is going to be like the battered Bible belt that we grew up going, <laughs> why the hell would you live in hurricane country? And like now everything's hurricane country. Now everyone's going to have some sort of biblical plague every, yeah. every couple of months where you're just yeah. like, well, it's raining frogs. The stench <laughs> will kill some of us, you know. Yeah, they're like, "Why would you swim through rat shit?" I'm like, what are you gonna live in Jersey? <laughs> the pizza. I only pay three grand. <laughs> yeah. Fucking rent control. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to take the path train. I'm, fuck that. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm right off the L. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember when uh, I was thinking about when um, I I was uh, when I was opening for you guys as the when the whitest kids were playing mm -hmm. like, comics and one other club in the city. And I just gave you calls like, hey, can I fly in and open? And you were like, totally. And that was like one of the most fun weekends ever. Oh, was, yeah. Uh, breaking into New York clubs a little bit more. And I, I think I stayed at Jocelyn Hughes' house or apartment. Oh. And I was I was in there and and it was me and her dog all day. And then, because uh, all of her roommates are gone, but it was one of those places where I was just like, so you you, you share this with, with a, you have a roommate? She's like, oh, I have like four. I'm like, what? And I was kind of like, where, where do they, where do they all sleep? <laughs> you know, there's like two rooms. Like, I, I, in. I swear to God, I rented a, uh, a closet. <clears throat> um, really? Yeah, that I paid $350 a month for. Um, which is, I mean, that's the only way I could really like live up in New York. Sure. Like I, I like, I was like, all right. So I had a closet that I could sort of fit like a single mattress into like the edges would curl up on the side of the wall, like, but it was really just where I dumped my clothes and I would like sleep at night. And, um, and one night I started hearing like a <laughs> in the wall and, uh, was kind of like looking at the wall, like, that's not good. 
And then, uh, and it happened for a couple nights in a row. And I just like try to go back to sleep. And then one night I woke up and there a hole had been eaten into the wall like that big. Oh. And so something had gotten through. And, uh, and, and so then I started going to stay at like my girlfriend's place. I was like, I'm going to stay over here for a while. Um, and yeah. then, and because like, this is how bad things were. Like one of my friends was like, I'll stay in the room like that. And I was like, go for it like that. So he would sleep with a sword. Like he had a sword that he would like hold, like as he went to sleep. Cause like, if whatever it is comes through, I'm going to hack at it with this thing. And that's just that's the that's the wading through rat shit water it's just like this is what you gotta do like this is it this is it it's <laughs> it's so close to where all the shows are you know, yeah i can i can <laughs> i can walk to the stand i can walk to gotham <laughs> like come on man exactly yeah, that's yeah. insane i i i gotta i gotta bring this up because i mentioned that like you you hired me at one point yes i walked the prank and that was an absolute blast but, you did a, I think like a six episode arc or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. I was, yeah. I was, I was, I was a corny dad, and it was mm -hmm. super fun. And I work with those those great young actors. And do, do you know that I got like a, a big joke of mine from that experience? Oh, so somebody like we started like Twitch streaming, and okay. and somebody sent me the clip, and they're like, "Is this you?" And then I listened to it. I was like, "Holy shit, it is!" And yeah. then what was funny to me is because all my friends always get mad at me like whenever i do like interviews or like stand up or anything like that i'll tell stories and they always say that i portray them horribly like my friends and stuff like and then yeah, they yeah. say that i exaggerate too much so sure. i was like i was fascinated i was like this is gonna be great like i'm gonna get to see uh, this is a story i was firsthand at and yeah, i'll yeah. see how much like a pro like like bronger like exaggerates <laughs> like when i do the thing and I gotta, I gotta say, you didn't really exaggerate that much. No, it was, that would have held up in court. That was pretty because it, <laughs> it just didn't. I've a hundred percent exaggerated. Like all my biggest stuff is story based, and it'll mm -hmm. just be like a lot of it is how I remembered how it felt. I, in fact, I created this. This um, I did a pilot for Nickelodeon that was these two little boys uh, uh, that were going through the world, and everything was kind of scary like a guy would come around the corner and he was like a, he was a monster like mm -hmm. he they saw him as a dinosaur because i was like that's the thing you forget when you're a little kid outside your parents domain it's like it's the fucking land of the lost so that yeah. was like kind of the, the basis but like well also back when we were growing up parents were like hey everyone that you don't know is trying to kidnap you dude that I, was like what it was back then like i there's a park near my parents house and i remember being there with my friend eli and we were trying to drink from a water fountain and it was like God, it was like, what, like six or seven? And this fucking dude with like, he had huge Coke bottle glasses and a greasy tank top, just awful, unkempt, like the, like a guy in a movie who makes bombs. That's what he looked like. And he had yeah. a baby. He had a baby. He had his baby in his arm. And we, and, he, and we were going to, and he's like, and we're sitting there trying to get water. And he goes, you girls going to drink or what? You girls. He knows we're boys. He's fucking being a, a prick. He's calling us girls. Like doing that shit that guys do to each other to make him feel yeah. small. And we're like, and I'm like, what? I was so stunned by the rudeness. I didn't know. I was like, it, it's barely coming out. And he goes, then suck it. He's like, <laughs> and we just walked away. We're like, and I, to this day, I was like, how are you that horrible? And you have a baby. It's ridiculous. Well, I think you're giving him the benefit of the doubt that it's his baby. That's true. <laughs> it was pretty calm. I don't just know. Just assumed. Yeah. yeah. Might've been a baby sealer. But like, I, 
Yeah, because I need like I needed no embellishment for that story. None. Yeah. Because it was just a moment where the bottom fell out. Where I was just like, <laughs> what did you just say in a car with two little boys? But <laughs> But the thing is, and you, and you talk about this is, uh, you, I mean, this is this is like you, you, the, I get the punchline of the thing is like how much all the crew loved it, like yeah. you know everyone loved. I mean, like we the were parents, like the parents were so happy because they just been like, I thought I would be the one, I thought yeah. I'd be the one to break the cursing thing and, and on this on this check on this kid show, and he did it. He did it worse than anyone possibly could have. We couldn't have written that worse. Yeah, the only the only people who were like not happy about it would be like the Disney executives that were sitting in like the vi village with me. But I was always it was always just kind of like it's okay, you know this this it happens. This is this is yeah. They've, I'm sure they've seen it. I mean, I just for those of you who don't know, I was in the car. I was supposed to pull up to the the, the, the school with my actor kids, uh, two little kids, and I just missed my mark or something, and I just said fuck me in the ass, and I just yelled yeah. it. And I was like, shit, I was like, guys, I'm so sorry. And the young one was like, it's okay. I know all those words. Like in his voice was kind of quivery. And I was like, oh. and, and, and that's I, not even an embellishment. Cause that's exact. You, it was fuck me in the ass. That was what <laughs> yelled fuck me in the ass. Cause I screwed up a line. And then I, then I looked right in the camera. There was like three on us. And I was like, I'm fired. I'm assuming I'm fired. Cause I was just like, and it, I, and you know what? The thing was, it wasn't that I was embarrassed. I just felt so awful to say such a horrible thing. One of those kids is behind me, and I'm saying, fuck me in the ass. Like, you, it couldn't have been worse, you know? But well, it's, it's like, also like you know. they were at the age where they would tell on each other. Like, you know, it was like they would tattle for things like that if somebody said like that. So, sure. it, yeah, sure. it was just below that age where, like, you yeah. know, like where they're like, that's cool. Like, it was still like yeah. they, they were stunned. You were stunned. And the, I remember you told me the young one, uh, the younger one, he had just worked with like Clint Eastwood. And yeah. like, and he went up to Clint Eastwood and went, you're so old. <laughs> yeah. Just it to his face. And Clint Eastwood cracks up like, yeah. oh, you little prick. That's so good. Yeah. Well, he was sh he was still shocked by that. Like he like Clint Eastwood is like one of my favorite celebrities. Um, sure. You know, not so. I mean, I'm just like I, I love all oh, those old movies. God, are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. yeah. And um, so when he was going to be working for him, I was like, oh, that's incredible. And then when he got back from it, I was like, what was it like? What was it like? And he couldn't get over the fact that he was old. He was like, he was so old. And I was like, what do you mean he was so old? Like, he's 90 some years old. But he was just, he had only seen pictures from like back in. <laughs> oh, of course. Friggin' like, like perfect specimen cowboy Clint. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. And it's because he's been like a vegan for like a hundred years or something. Like that guy will outlive yeah. everybody, you know? Yeah. It's insane. He's yeah. still doing like two movies a year. And, he, and supposedly he just, uh, he never says action. He really? Just, like, yeah. He just kind of like, just go. Like, you know, and like, he's great. Never raises his voice. Like, you know, uh, takes naps during the day. Like, you know, you'll do like a scene yeah. and then he'll take a break. Like, you know, that's great. Yeah. I, I think Clint Eastwood is just going to be like, like at one point, like sit down and be like, I think I'm going to die and just lay down. <laughs> and that's it. Like he just yeah. decide. he'll like, he'll decide. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he'll like disappear, like in those Star Wars movies. Like there, there'll be no body. Like. His clothes will collapse. And he'll just be gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there'll be a, there'll be a gunshot in the distance. Just, you know, yeah. Just, just, just to blow off. Um, so I got to ask, I do this with everybody that I have on the show. Do you get it asked advice? 
because I I really don't that often. Besides, how do you make it in comedy? You know, that's the only advice I get. No one looks at my my um, me and asks for any sort of like personal advice. Like you know, like uh, like you know, but uh, I, I get advice for like comedy stuff. But that yeah. that's it. Yeah. But I would say like you are perfect for this show because you you you've done a lot of different things and you've also been really honest in your art, you know, where you're doing stuff right. you know, like high in church and, and right that where it's like, yeah, no, no, this is this is a real thing. I'm not going to I not that it it I feel like in the past fifteen years it's always been this thing of like people love it when you're vulnerable. It's because they want to be like Richard Pryor, which no one will ever be. You know right. that right? But it's it's also people only share so much, and I think that's true of all of us, right? Kind of thing. But it is telling that uh, you know, Mister uh, All American Great Dad Bill Cosby had a dark one deep down. <laughs> I, I never, I never trust the the. I mean, I never trust the people who like you know try no. to make themselves like look, look good, like you know, like yeah. uh, you know, that's always the people. You know, that and then like the super nerdy guys who get really rich. Yeah. The, like those are that I'm like, oh, boy, here bad, you go. Bad, you bad. know, you have, a, you have a paid harem. Yeah. yeah. And and you're angry at all the girls from high school because they didn't oh, pay any attention to you. That's that, so, that's it, it's so dangerous. It's so yeah. dangerous. Yeah. And, yeah. Anytime it's just like, you know, squeaky clean comedy night, you know, or, or something. It's just like, yep. why do you have to say it? I don't, no one, no, you know, no one, no one, no one, no one's like ah, oh, Jim Gaffigan, so clean. But he is. It's just yeah. he's so funny. You don't think about it. You know, same with like Brian Regan. Mm -hmm. you know, Maria Bamford doesn't curse. It's like this is these are these are still quote unquote clean acts. Yeah. Right? When, like, when that's someone's whole billing, like they're on the poster sweeping or some shit, you're like, oh, that that's a rapist. Yeah, that, is, uh, there's, that guy sell drug, sells drugs to kids. I'm sorry. If I, if I were in the FBI, what I would do is oh. I would I would be tracking all of the clean comedians. Um, <laughs> I've said this before on other, but I would also I would put agents in the um, airport at Thailand, and as oh, yeah. soon as soon oh. as single guys get off the plane by themselves, they go immediately to jail. Yeah, you go to jail like. If you're there by yourself. You're going to jail. I would say the Philippines as well. I Philippines? saw. I saw a lot of uh, um, just fat, bearded dudes with ponytails. Uh huh. Like like they all came out of the same factory in like tank tops. And <laughs> it's then, all the, the comic book guy from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's him. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was almost gonna say Homer with his hair grown out, but it's like he, he they look less healthy than than Homer. That's yeah. it. Comic book guy with a his arm around a girl that was tiny and super young, and you're just like, why did you kidnap your kid's babysitter? Like, what's yeah. going on? You know, like, yeah, that's yeah. just like slap the cuffs on him. Oh, yep. okay. So I'm we, we've got to become we've got to become president somehow. Yeah, we really we'll clean this country up, or at least just part time cops. I think <laughs> yeah. people with like people with 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 great ideas at fighting crime interestingly should be given a badge for like I don't want to have a gun but I'm just kind of like I I want the like I I I was saying we need to get special forces dudes to just run around neighborhoods just just tranking vax vaccinations and people <laughs> for the rest of us, you know and like I like there would be guys that we if we were like all right you know you and I are like we've got a couple ones we talking to you yeah know? 
but they'd be in like Hawaiian shirts. So we're like, okay, <laughs> that, that the, the fat the fat dude who's abducted the young woman is in that building. And then the real badasses run in. You know, then right. we get guys get the get the ass kickers to run in and drag that dude out. But we're, we're spot them. We're like we're like you know, Bronger and I. We'll go to the airport. We could spot these pedophiles for you guys. We just gave that list to the FBI. They're like, this is fantastic work. Here's the problem, guys. None of us think like these guys. And that's a problem. That's a you real know, problem. You know what it is? No one gets deputized anymore. You ever watch those old Clint Eastwood movies? They're always deputizing people where they're like, we need you right now. Like, yeah. they should have a bigger deputization program in our country where yeah. they're like, you know, like, FBI should watch this and deputize you and I for like a month. See how it works out. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the problem then, it was just like, they hand you a rifle you don't know what to do with. And it's just like, we're going to ride for five nights and, and find the Jensen gang. They're vicious murderers. And you're like, fuck, dude, no. I want to stay with my hot pioneer wife. God damn yeah. it. Uh, I want to I want to be a civilian again. <laughs> I'm taking this badge off. Yeah. Can you civilianize me back? I, <laughs> I, I, I deny you your right. This, I'm fine with the Jensen gang. I'm, I'm on their side. <laughs> Okay, so I don't listen to any of the calls. Uh, Renee just picks them, uh, okay. and we got we got a couple. I think uh, just just specifically for you on the show, which is rad. Okay, um, if you're ready, right. let's roll the first call. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. Well, this is fucking awesome. My friend texted me this number and said, "If you love Trevor, uh, to call this number." And I didn't know what it was for, but anyway, so I hate friend? my boss so much. I get paid really good money. I love my job, but I hate my boss. So I don't know. You have any advice for something like that? Uh, cool. Thanks, man. Love you. Bye. Well, that's a good question. You hate your boss, but she's making good money. Yeah. <clears throat> Oof. That's a chop. Well, you almost need more information because, like, why do you hate your boss? Is your boss like an actual like prick, or is he just annoying? That's the you thing. Know? I should. I should. Uh, as a as a uh, a prerequisite, I should always say this because it happens every fucking episode. People just will say something. Should I leave my girlfriend? Boop. Like, what? Are you serious? That's all. <laughs> that's something that, you know, like. <laughs> no, no matter what's happening, no, no. no I can no, hear. So. I can hear in your your the timbre of your voice. You will not find better. You are uh, soulmates. Yeah. <laughs> marry her now. Have have a baby. That might fix it. It's always. That'll bring them together the right way. Yeah, so I, they, people never leave enough information, but it's it feels to me like she should not be like try to work it out because she's not like my my boss makes me feel unsafe. My boss makes me feel uncomfortable. My you know right. just like, you just hate him because he's 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 a prick or he's mean. Is he is he overstepping bounds? Now I'm not just talking. Uh, mm -hmm. In a, like a predatorial manner, is he kind of um, asking you to do too like too much stuff? You know, like coming on the weekend or whatever. It, it, it. I think, yeah, it's right now. If you've got a, a well-paying job, that's pretty goddamn good. I don't know. Yeah, it, if if it's if the job is what you like to do, that, and better, it's well-paying, better, better point. I'm always a huge fan of being uh, duplic uh, duplicitous. Duplicitous? Is that not the word? I'm a huge fan of a word I don't know. You know that. Um, um, it's a, a huge fan of uh, of lying. I guess that's what I should have said with, with my vocabulary. Sure, sure. Um, but, um, you know, I like, if I don't like someone, especially in a work setting, I, uh, I overly befriend them. 
you know, the whole keep your enemies close, that kind of thing. Sure. And I, I like to like never let somebody know that I don't like them. Like, yeah. so like, uh, I'll try to get them to think that we're tight and I've, I've found good success with, um, you know, and, and, and a lot of times the thing that you don't like about them, you'll be able to sidestep because, you know, you know, they'll, they'll just, people are just going to be nicer to people that they think like them. Oh my God. Yeah. That's genius. Kill them with kindness. Yeah. I mean, and you can still hate them in your own head. You say that and then, but then you just, and you can like feel good about it. You're like, they don't even know I hate them. <laughs> like, uh -huh. so. And then when you get tight enough, you can say horrible shit to them and they think you're kidding. Exactly. Yeah. And you said, yeah, whatever dickhead. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Trevor, you. you know? Yeah. And you're like, no, I really think you're a dickhead, man. Yeah, and then someday, like, if you're both drunk and, you know, you're going home from a bar, you can, like, nudge him into the subway. <laughs> the old like, like, house of cards. Like, every, <laughs> every good bit of advice, it ends with murder. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's fantastic advice, because I didn't, she doesn't sound like she's in distress. It's just like, she's like, oh, fuck that guy. You know, yeah. like. Like, like we've all felt about one authority figure or another in our lives that we couldn't we kind of take the good with the bad with. Um, you know, I've, I've never had a boss that I like hated, but I've had bosses that were so grossly and, and blatantly incompetent yeah. that I've become obsessed with them. And I just always become fascinated. And then all I, my whole day at work, I just kind of watch them. And yeah. I'm like, how is no one else? How are you still here? What, yeah. what what dirt do you have on the CEO? Like, what are you, like, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, when I was a waiter a long time and there were certain managers that would come in, a lot were really, you know, cool people or, or I just didn't feel one way or the other about them. But there was like, mm -hmm. there's one guy who is like, kind of like the big regional guy and just didn't have anything in his life but this job and, oh. and, and money. And it was like, you could tell he was so lonely. And also every morning would be like, just had a triple espresso and I've never seen him with a coffee in my entire time there. It was six years. Like, you think he's lying blow. about it? You're just doing blow oh. in your office and coming out. Cause like, you know, restaurant managers do blow. That's just a fact of life, you yeah. know? And so it was like, it, you know, it was one of those things and where, and there were times he made me mad, but it's like, I, same thing. I could never hate him because right. it, was, it was like, I feel so bad. You're so lonely, dude. Like yeah. you, you would never say that out loud. But you're so lonely, you know. Like, but you could always like, if you were mad at him, like, and if he would make you mad, you could just rub it in a little bit, like, you know, kind of just be like, well, I'm gonna go off and, uh, you know, spend a weekend with my wife and children, who are like, just really rub it in, just try to push him towards the void, you know? Sure. Towards, <laughs> towards that 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 heart bursting key bump, that last one. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Try to snort your way uh, out of this thing. Image I'm gonna put in your head. Yes. So, okay. Hope that helps, caller. And uh, please thank your friend for texting you the number because that's fucking rad. All right. Caller yeah. number two. Hey, guys. My name's Mark, and I'm trying to start a bakery uh, here in Florida, but I can't think of a name to call it. Any ideas? Thanks. Wow. Let's go to Mars, baby. That's great. Uh, that's a great question. I like that. It's so um, good. Uh, well, well, Tammy Faye Bakery would be pretty good. That's a good one. Good uh, one from Florida, too. Yeah. Uh, Baker. Baker. Yeah. Um, 
Baker. I wouldn't do anything like, you know, like people do the, the stony ones like wake and bake or like, mm-hmm. you know, get baked like that stuff. It's just like because it does. It's always one of those things where I've never been high and been like, oh, my God, I want a muffin. You know what I mean? Or like I want. Yeah, I want a, a big hunk of bread. It's like it, it just doesn't it. They don't the worlds don't go well together with the pun. Yeah. So just I would say that that's the don't do that. I will say. You well, what if the pun? What if the pun was? What if the pun was? You named the store. I believe they baked the moon landing. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like it. Oh, I bake. They bake the moon landing. Moon landing. Uh, bake news. Bake news. <laughs> no, you can do any yeah. kind of of uh, whatever fake you know thing. Uh, yeah. Uh, deep bakes, something, something that doesn't make any sense. Bake the money and run. It doesn't mean anything. Why would you bake money? Uh, or just even come on, bake the money and run. Like, so long. Someone has to stay on the phone when they answer it. Yeah, man. Uh, well, it's like there, there's a, there's a, there's an English muffin place in Glendale called called Muffin Can Stop Us. <laughs> I was like, that name is so good, but you can you can also always take muffins going to stop us now. You know? <laughs> muffins going to stop. <laughs> yeah, I um, I go up to like uh, when I when I record like albums, I go up to Woodstock to record them. My producer lives in Woodstock, New York. Okay, oh, cool. and, and there's a dentist up in Woodstock whose the name of his business is Transcendental. And that's so on the nose yeah. that I'm like, I'm like, did he move his dentist practice to Woodstock for that name? Or right. like, it's, right. it's almost too like, yeah. And, and, and to like, to prey on old stoners, <laughs> yeah. like, I'm, t- I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Moonchild, you haven't paid your bill. I'm telling you, yeah. you sure, it, man, you sure? Moonchild, he's it's called Invisalign. None of your friends will even know you have it. Moonchild, it's going to change your life. Yeah. Tell you what, you need it. <laughs> no, you need it to save your life. It's not just for cosmetics. Yeah, yeah. Very necessary. So, <laughs> caller number two, I hope that helped. Uh, uh, I think we gave you some, some fucking winners. And honestly, when you just signed off with, let's go to Mars, baby, I think that's not a bad bakery name, too, if you don't want to do no puns. That's a reference to a, a we have a whitest kids movie coming out next year. Hey, yeah. And we're raising money for it like through that. Like that's the oh. yeah. I mean, I know, but it's like oh. it's, still, it's still good. Use a use a whitest use a whitest kids reference, man. Yeah, let's go yeah. to Mars. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh okay. So hope that helps, man. Uh car number three. Three. All right. I need help with girls, but not girls. I need help. Telling the guys from the girls, I'm talking about catfishing, and I know your guest Trevor Moore knows a lot about catfishing. So I just need help trying to figure out when I'm talking to a girl if she's actually a girl or just some weirdo guy trying to mess with me. Because I'm just trying to get my thing on. Because I'm real lonely and stuff, you know. So Absolutely. I just need to know that I'm not being led on by some weirdo. Thank there. you. It's good. It's good. Um, yeah, this is a big hobby of mine. Okay. I catfish people a lot. 
um, uh, like I have all these fake Instagram accounts of like pretty girls and I'll just like, just post like, you know, shots of like wine glasses against the sunset, you know, kind of things like that. And then I'll wait for dudes to send me really creepy like DMs. And then I'll just fuck with them. I'll take them on this adventure and like, you know, and it's, but I only, I have like, there's a moral code to it. I'm like Dexter, like where I'm like, they have to, they have to approach me first. They have to be creepy and then I'll, you know, take them. It's not like just like a lonely guy, like caller number three. It's not a guy who's just like, I just want to meet someone or even a person who's like, I'm trying to get laid, but they're kind of going about it the normal route. They're, they're uh, yeah. doing something egregious. Something that's I, just, that's nasty, dude, or annoying. I'm look, yeah, I'm looking for the comic book guy from The Simpsons on his way to Thailand. That's who I'm yeah. looking for to, yeah. like, who, you know, mess who with. Is, who is actually, you know, comic book guy is more cynical. This this dude is like his brother that's just a fucking creep. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. looks like, yeah. Um, How long have you been doing that? Like a, a while. Like, um, I... <laughs> it's It started out with me in my writer's room. We started all doing it. And then, and then, like we take breaks in the middle of the day and and read any good catches we got, like oh. you know. And so then it just became this thing, and we actually do it on my uh, on my Comedy Central show. At the beginning of an episode, I'll read out like a good one or something like that. Nice. Um, but it's a fun. It's my way to give back. Um, I love it. I think it's. <laughs> and uh, but I would say, you know the. Um, the way to tell if somebody is real or not is FaceTime is very easy now. As yeah. soon as someone is like, my phone is broken or I don't have internet here, it's yeah. fake. It's fake. You, like that is never that is never kept anybody from like sending a video saying hi or anything in the history of anything. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and it's easy to it's one of those things where if they're interested in you, they will go ahead and, and FaceTime, you know, or something like it's. Mm-hmm. If they don't want to FaceTime, then, you know, who cares if they're a woman or man? It's like, just let them go. Yeah. You know, don't, don't be that person being like, oh, I, you know, to, bo- to borrow a, 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 an onion headline. I think that stripper really liked me. You know, yeah. that, that whole like, like I'm hanging on, holding on to this, this unobtainable person or whatever. I think it's, you know, caller, it's, it's honestly fr- awesome. You were so frank about being lonely. Shit. It's the most common thing. And it's hard. It's goddamn hard to meet people. We we had a, a caller last uh, last week where he was talking about he moved to a new town and he just wants to make friends. And I'm like, that's harder than meeting a lover. Way harder. Mm-hmm. Meeting someone who wants to hang out with you platonically, that's it's the toughest thing. That you also want to hang out with? It's, it, it, it's such an organic, long process making a friend, you know? I just saw, I just read an article like literally this morning before I came on here where they were talking about how there's been a rise in these social media apps, like, like Tinder and all these things where people are putting profiles in being like, just looking for friends and people using them to find friends that way. And like, that's like a new thing that's been happening in the last couple of months. Kind of. That's, that's oddly refreshing. Yeah. I think, I think like the, per, the first, pe- first people to take out personal ads when everyone has made fun of them, like in the paper, mm-hmm. were like these amazingly brave pioneers. They were like, yeah. fuck it. I don't care. I'm tired of being by myself. I want someone special. You know, like I'm going to do it. I'm going to write about myself, like the hardest fucking thing to do, you know. And then it became much more, uh, uh, you know, uh, accepted and stuff and then homogenized to the point where, 
I was laughing the other day because you know I'm in I'm in P town during Bear Week, and there's all these you know big hairy men walking around with each mm-hmm. other. It's beautiful, and there's a thing called tea dance that they all go to every day. It's from four to seven when they all go to this place called the Boat Slip. It's a dock, and they all go out there and they drink and dance together. There's a line down the street, and I I'll take Rose, my daughter, out and walk down there while they're gathering, and it's so fun to see them get together. It's just like it's like a mig- migration of literal bears, but they're all dressed <laughs> in colors and shit. It's fantastic. But they're all, you know, hanging out and, and talking. And I, I was laughing at myself about how Grinder was around so long before Tinder came out. Right. And the the <laughs> the funniest joke to me was that the amount of men that thought Tinder would work for straight men like it worked for gay men on Grinder, where they're like, <laughs> check will just be like swipe right and we're fucking, bro. And it like happened for like six guys. And they were all famous. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I, I love Friend, female friends who have told me stories of meeting a guy in Tinder and swiping right and showing up and he, he's like in sweatpants, like no shirt and was like, what are you doing? And she's like, I want to get coffee. And he's like, huh, what? And like, who, Renee Gauthier told me this guy was like, let me see what we're working with. Like looking at her body and shit. Oh my God. Like, I'm going to take off. I, I mean, that one floored me. Yeah. Just like he's a new car or something. Well, even even Ben Affleck is having problems on it. Do you see that video of oh. his? Like where he's like, hey, oh. It's me. It's Ben Affleck. Why what do you, you leave me on read? <laughs> it's me. Oh, and I like. I think. I think Ben Affleck is talented, man. That I do too. I love the, Batman. The, the way Batman. The way back. That one you did about the alcoholic uh, business uh, uh, basketball coach. That, I uh, never. I never saw that. But uh, dude, in the movie theater, if you go to the Americana, like uh-huh. uh, you know, like uh, over in Glendale. Sure. Like that's the film that got frozen with the pandemic. Like that's the one that's on the marquee because oh, that was like yeah. it came out the week that it all fell to shit. That's like that's a, it's been up for like two years. Yeah. Ham- Hampton Yout had the funniest joke about that. He's like, this movie should be called Slam Drunk. Like, God. <laughs> that's great. So stupid. But you you fucking nailed the answer to that. That's exactly how. I love that you're just like, all right, got this. I'm an expert. Here's how. FaceTime. Yeah. All right. So we got one more. All right. Ready? Yep. Okay, let's do it. Car number four. Hey, Matt and Trevor. This is Scooter from Bushwick. If you have any advice on trying acid for the first time, I would love to hear it. I grew up in the Just Say No Dare era, and now the New York mm-hmm. Times publishes articles that say we need to be more open-minded about society's drug use. I'm conflicted. How should we all find the right balance in our lives? Say yes to mushrooms, but no to heroin? <laughs> Thanks. Been loving the Twitch streams. A proud member of Trevor Country. See you on Mars. All right. Wow. That's a that's a good. Uh, wow. That's good a that way, was, to, way to land it, Scooter. Yeah. This is a perfect last call. I feel like Scooter was reading his. Like he he had worked his out. It was it was very like mm-hmm. very professional. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell. I can't tell Scooter was female either or or non-binary. You know. That's cool. Yeah, that's absolutely. cool. Scooter's a mystery. Yeah, like, I like that. I like that yeah. Scooter could be anything, like Chris. Yeah, Scooter's you know? a concept. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scooter's an idea, man. Uh, that's the thing. It's like people can die. A Scooter cannot die because a Scooter oh. is a concept. Yeah, it's right. That's right. an idea. Um, well, uh, God, I don't know. I've only done LSD one time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was the dumbest way to do LSD, which is I was at a rave, which is very dumb. Wow. Uh, I was very young and I was looking for ecstasy 
you know, as a kid. And this guy was like, I don't have ecstasy, but I have LSD. And I was like, eh, sure. Like, you know, like, eh, like, like it's like the diet Coke version of Coke, like, which it's not, they're totally different things. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't have a ton of experience with, uh, LSD. Um, I, uh, you know, I, I feel like, and, it's, and he's like, where is the line? Like, you know, like all that stuff. Like I'm a, I'm a big fan of just, eh, you know, pot mushrooms. You're good. You know, yeah. you could pretty much get, you could pretty much get all the learning you need from those. Like, you know, you Same. don't need to start doing like anything heavier. I, I, I love, I love, you know, with, with respect to micro dosing and stuff, mm -hmm. uh, I, I, which I'm not, I've never tried as a regimen, but I know it's helped a lot of people. I like just taking mushrooms as a treat very rarely, mm -hmm. you know, and, and uh, uh, I can't, now that I have a very young baby or kid mm -hmm. uh, who's like a month away from being a year, I don't know when I'll take them again. You know what I mean? Right. I, hopefully someday, but it's like, I, 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 yeah, I'm the same way. I've always, I, I've, been, I've never knowingly taken LSD. I've, I've, I've hit a lot of joints and blunts that certainly had things in them I did not know were in them. Yeah. Uh, but that was New York in the nineties, baby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, when I was in college and, and, um, it, you know, it, I, I, my feeling has always been though. It's funny. I, I knew a guy who now he, <laughs> he's a deep sea scuba diving instructor, but he was always the guy that did all the psychedelics in high school mm -hmm. and, uh, shout out to Paul. And he, uh, he once said to me at a party, deeply stoned sunglasses on indoors, you know, uh, was like, He's like, you know, he's like, he liked LSD. He's like, mushrooms are cool, man, but they will take you there, man. They will take you there. So I was always like, really? Because to me, I'm like, mushrooms grow in the ground. Mm -hmm. LSD made in a lab, invented by the CIA. Mm -hmm. um, but I, just because mushrooms are natural, I didn't really have paranoia about them. And I've only had one or two uncomfortable experiences. I wouldn't even call them bad. So it's like, I don't know, Scooter, I think... Try shrooms with a friend or two. Yeah. I, I, my advice would just be like, don't do it alone first time. Don't don't have too much. Just have a little. See how it makes you feel. You're gonna feel kind of like you're vibrating in a good way, and you're gonna feel affection towards uh, the world itself, and that's a good thing. That at least it's speaking from my experience. Always do less than someone else and watch them like a hawk. They're the canary in the mine. Because then if they're like having a bad time, then you're like, okay, I got a bad time coming up. Like you know, like that shit. Right. Right. I, I would uh, do mushrooms all through college and uh, never had a good experience. Always negative. <laughs> always, always bad. And um, but then it wasn't. And then I stopped. I actually had like a kind of a mental breakdown. Oh, wow. um, I, I smoked a, a, a joint after comics one night and um, in New York. And it was something was in it. I don't know what it was to this day, but it was, uh, you know, it, for a couple of weeks, I didn't want to leave my room. Um, and I would say it took me about two years to get to the point of feeling normal again. Um, and so I stopped doing everything for, oops, I just hit my mic. I just, I stopped doing everything yeah. for like, for like four or five years. Um, and then, uh, but I think it's also like a lot of it is, is where you are mentally at the time, like, you know, uh, I think a lot of that stuff just brings the thing about like mushrooms is that it brings these things that you might be like, you know, like packing down 
uh, it, 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 you're exploring parts of your brain that you're not really like conscious of when yep. you're, uh, you know, when you're sober. So like, if you've got some stuff, if, you, if you're messed up in the head, it's going to bring it out and yeah. you're going to have to deal with it. And yeah. so, um, you know, like in later in life as an older person, um, I've had nothing but wonderful experiences, but I, but I, in my twenties, like I would have bad experiences on stuff like that. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's exactly right. The stuff you kind of keep buried, you might focus in on a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, but on the flip side, you might realize it's not as bad as you think it is and you shouldn't be af as afraid of it as you are. You know? Yeah. Like you might, you might, uh, I mean, that's why I think they're, they're probably going to legalize mushrooms come and they have in a couple states. And I think that we're going to vote on it like this year in California, like mm -hmm. for therapy, therapeutic uses, because yeah. Like, you know, it forces you to confront some of these things that you're packing down yeah. into, inside your head. Yeah. 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 And, and you kind of recognize what you like and don't like, you know, I remember being in Cannon Beach uh, with, with Kara and, and we were at a farmer's market in the middle of the day and like the sun was kind of knifing through the trees and it was pretty bustling and we'd taken mushrooms and decided to go to this farmer's market and I hated it. I was like, I don't, everyone's bumping into me. I can't see. This isn't fun. And it made me realize it's like, yeah, no, you go to the farmer's markets in the morning when it's like, you know, a little little cooler out and there's not a, necessarily as many people. But middle of the day on a Saturday, it's just packed. And we went and sat on a bench in front of the like this this country store and just watched people walk by. And I'm like, oh, this is way better. I'm just yeah. sitting and just taking it in. I'm not sitting here pretending I'm going to buy fucking mushrooms or something, you know, regular mushrooms. You know? Yeah. So it, was, it, 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 it kind of it. it it just made me made it, the amount of times we in our lives don't just stop and go, wait, I don't like this. You know, I want to do something else. Or yeah. I'm just pretending to myself to enjoy this kind of thing. You know? Yeah. You don't, you don't have to like with mushrooms. You don't have to like, I remember like my dumb ass as a kid would take mushrooms and go to an amusement park. Wow. Like where I'd be like, that'll be fun. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like that, but then it, that's too intense. Like, you know, you just need to go sit in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically it. It's too much. <laughs> too much. Well, I hope that helps. Like, just really just start small and be with people. I mean, that's, I can't stress that enough. Like, I actually had a friend who was starting to microdose and he brought the whole bag over to my house and we were watching, um, uh, you were doing Couchella, like watching mm -hmm. Couchella on YouTube, flipping around the stages on a big screen TV. And I, was, I just took a handful and ate it. And he's like, what are you doing? And like, We're just chilling. We're having a couple drinks. What are you doing? And like my wife kicked me out of bed that night. And I had I kept flipping around like a, like a guinea pig or a squirrel on, on speed. And I had to go sleep in the next room. I've told this story on the show, but like I, I had to. I had to talk myself down like Gollum, like looking this way and then looking this way, like as. Oh, as yeah. Sides. And I did. And it was just like, you're being a prick. Don't be mad at her. And you kind of have to forgive yourself because you got to go sleep. You know, it was like a whole thing. But it was good. It was good. It was healthy. But that's it's, good. Like, yeah. But, and, 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 and you and you you overcame it. That's the I that's did. the you know. Matt, I got to say, I don't think you got to do that preamble at the beginning of the show where you tell people not to take your advice. I mean, oh. yeah, but you're, you're just as qualified as like Dr. Oz, you know, isn't oh, that guy? Not, he's just like that's Oprah's friend. Yeah. Yes. Well, or Dr. Phil, not a yeah. doctor at all. They're just dudes. And just dudes. It's yeah. I mean, that's the audacity, you know, yeah. like that's 
That's, I, I, I'm, I'm sure people have a problem with Father John Misty calling himself that, but I have way <laughs> less of a problem with that than someone going, hi, I'm Dr. Phil. And yeah. It's like, where, where do you study, doctor? You're medical? No, it's people call me that because I, I give yeah. a straight talk. Like, fuck yeah. off. What? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Oprah's friend. I'm Oprah's friend. In that case, yeah. Take this, my yeah. Oprah, Oprah deems her friends doctors because that's two. Oz and Phil were both Oprah friends who are that's now true. doctor whoever, and they're not doctors. That's, and it'd be funny if like you became friends with her, she started calling you doctor, and you're like, please stop it. And then you guys <laughs> broke up as friends because you're like, I can't handle this. If people are like fucking being like, my shoulder is weird. Can you? Or people are start weighing. They're like, you know, it's going to cost me, uh, God, it's going to cost me like $400,000 to go through medical school, to go through college, to become a doctor. For that amount, I could rent a place in Montecito that's walking distance to Oprah's place. And maybe right. I'd meet, run into her out jogging or something and we yeah. could become friends. Like Get lost walking home <laughs> with a tray of fresh baked you know, muffins or something. Yeah. Oh, would you like yeah. one? Why? Is this Stedman? <laughs> this is Dr. Stedman. You don't get enough. Yes. <laughs> you don't get enough credit, Stedman. You are a cool dude. Um, okay, so that's the show. Do you have anything you want to plug before you? Um, yeah, I got. Uh, we do. Uh, the Whitest Kids is on YouTube and Twitch at right. Official WKUK. We do almost a new show every night um, on the Twitch channel. We're raising money for a Mars movie. And then right. uh, I have uh, my my talk show, um, uh, the second season of my uh, The Trevor Moore Show has just come out on Comedy Central's YouTube channel. Nice. Uh, and it's on their website. So, yeah. Super great. Dude, I, I mean, I always have fun doing the show, but this fucking flew by. And yeah. like, we, we typically shows are like 45 minutes to like 50 minutes. This is an hour five. Yeah. This is incredible. So this Dude, is it's just good hanging out. Good catching yeah. up. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's grab a beer sometime. Dude, I get back to uh, the homeland near the end of the month. I'm, I'm fucking down. That awesome. That awesome. Great. Well, dude, thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate oh, thanks it. for having me. Cool. cool. I'll see you later. All right, brother. Take All care. Right. Holy crap, that was so much fun. Trevor Moore does so many things and has so much insight. And God, it was fun to catch up with him. If you'd like some advice from one of my uh, next upcoming esteemed guests, call 323-763-0228. Again, that's 323-763-0228. And thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.